Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Tall and tan and young and lovely, betrayed from Eponym goes walking and when he passes, each one he passes goes, <laughs> when he walks, he's just like a samba that swings so cool, sways so gentle that when he passes, each one he passes goes. <laughs> Work. <laughs> oh, but I watch him so sadly. How can I tell him I love him? You better sing. Yes. I would give my heart gladly, but each day when he walks to the sea, he looks straight ahead, not at me. Tall and tan and young and sickening, the trade for me. Okay. Perfect song. <laughs> A beautiful Welcome melody. back. To the read, everyone. I'm the little boy from Vine that screamed, Delay all that shit! Delay all that shit! Fuck, play with you, piggy! And I am Janine's Velcro Shoes. And this is the read. Thanks for coming back. Welcome. <laughs> Not Janine's Velcro Shoes. Oh, just wait till you see this week's episode of Abbott. Oh, Teagues. Mm-hmm. That's my girl. Teagy, Teagy. She's something else, boy. Just constantly doing her best. <laughs> and, uh, varying degrees of success. But yeah, thanks for uh, rejoining varying us degrees. here on the program. <laughs> no spoilers. Welcome back. Well, Miss Check, how are you doing this week? Oh. I feel like I didn't do one last week. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. Um, oh. Well, things are still hectic. My life is still... Uh, just doing whatever the fuck it wants and dragging me along for the ride. So, uh, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to be honest and realistic without being too negative, but you know, it's just a it's a very stressful time. School hard is, to do when you're living on life on earth. Black woman. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Uh Queer. But, uh, for now. Yeah, well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> that's the one thing that is probably working in my favor right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, school, this is a very tough semester for me. So yeah, that's, that's rough. It, it is. It is. It is rough. But nobody told me that getting a master's degree would be easy. And I. Not one person. Nope. And I question every day why I decided to do it. <laughs> I yeah. question every day, but I'm still fucking here because I paid money for this semester and you cannot get it back at this point. So, yeah, but when you get the piece of paper that says you are done and you are a master of this thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh my God, it's so worth it. And here I am completely validated yeah. in the hard work <laughs> that I did. And now I shall go out into the world and make it better. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, <laughs> I really don't know about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I really don't know what I'm going to do with this degree. But I, yeah, I'm hanging in there, basically. How are you? What's Fair what's enough. What's going on with you these days? You know what? I'm okay. You got a birthday coming up. That's happening the same day as Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which Gives me, you know, the old um, the war veteran shakes when I think about oh my, God. Um, my 18th birthday that was also on Thanksgiving. I think I've talked about this on the show. Who cares? I'll talk about it again. I was going to say, if you I have, I don't, I don't remember. a carrot cake. All I wanted for my birthday was a carrot cake. I was turning 18. You know, Thanksgiving, for those of you who don't know or didn't realize, just the last Thursday of the month of November. So it's not any particular day. It's just the last Thursday, which means for me, 24th of November, sometimes it falls on the day. Sometimes it falls just before it. Mm -hmm. Usually it's around Thanksgiving. So this is one of those years that's going to land on it. My 18th birthday, which is a special birthday. for me. It is. That's a big one. Happened to be a Thanksgiving day, and all I wanted was a carrot cake because I didn't have friends or any reason to celebrate big like that. And so we were having Thanksgiving down to my auntie damn house. What? <laughs> I got to the house, and I mean, I wasn't late. Dinner was still being served. Oh, no. I walked in. I went to the kitchen. And right there on the dessert table were four cakes. One was like a rum cake. It's Jamaican. Mm -hmm. I think one was maybe like a strawberry short, some kind of a fruity. That's a nice addition. Another cake I don't remember. And half of a carrot cake. Half of what was once a whole carrot cake that Mm. also said happy birthday with my (gasps) No! I was praying it wasn't like your cake, but it No, no. It was your cake. How niggas gonna cut and eat your cake? I remember my mother going off, but not much else. I ejected myself from the remainder of the day. 
um, uh, birthdays in general. Um, and I've had many shitty birthdays since. Okay. Um, so, you know, well, here's hoping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed that this next one is a, is a joyous one. Um, all right. Let's get into some black excellence. This week, we're going to give black excellence to a few people. We're going to start with one Baltimore native by the name of Joseph Adetola, who also is known by the name Zentola. He's a meditation leader and an artist and a podcaster and a um, a Zen uh, connoisseur. I made up that last part. It's probably you did. Thing that he calls himself. <laughs> um, but Joseph is very into centering yourself, meditation, positive energy, um, high vibrations, or whatever the meme is. And um, he's been doing some really awesome things, including traveling to detention centers to teach young people the power of meditation and mindfulness. Um, he has a goal to help juveniles in Baltimore walk a mindful path of life. Mm. Um, it says the superintendent at Thomas J.S. Waxter's Children's Center, which is an all-female detention facility that he's worked with, said that, he's, that she saw a change in how the young woman behaved and articulated their feelings after working with him. Um, he has a podcast called A Moment of Zentola that explores different meditations, guided meditations, um, and discussions of energy. And I also watched a clip of um, some students, young students in schools who uh, have taken to use or their teachers have taken to use his affirmation pledge wall and I am pledge, which is basically like a pyramid of uh, affirmations that uh, over 25 schools have started to use. And it's like, I'm smart. I love myself. So on and so forth. It's like this long pyramid of them that the students go over. And I literally saw these little tiny, tiny kids in, I don't know, first grade maybe, screaming, I love myself, like mm-hmm. shouting at the top of their lungs that they love themselves. Um, and teachers are saying that it works really well. Joseph says meditation and sound healing are powerful tools to help reduce tension, stress, and anxiety. I remember visiting my older brother at this same facility for family day many years ago. I come back and work with youth in his memory and honor teaching them how to tap in and align their energy because they're powerful. I share tools that have helped me navigate along the way and changed my life. So to you, sir, we say you're black, you're excellent. Congratulations and keep doing things. Yes, I love everything about that. That's beautiful. Also, Beyonce, most nominated Grammy. <gasps> oh, yes, those did happen. Grammy done. Once again. Like 80 nominations surpassing <laughs> her husband. So another thing for them to have petty fights at, about over breakfast. Um, who else? Uh, oh, Glorilla got her first ever nomination oh, for yes. S-I-E-E fuck. <laughs> I love her. Um, she's so fun. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. Lizzo will receive the Pe- People's Champion Award from the People's Choice Awards. Um, Here he is. the Senior Vice President of Entertainment for live events at NBC Universal said she leads with kindness, advocates for inclusivity, and champions increased diversity and equity in the industry and beyond. Her commitment to breaking barriers and empowering others to use their own voices to create change makes her a true people's champion. So good on you, Lizzo! 
Very true. Did you see that video? She posted a video today of like, I guess somebody asked her for a dress that she wore in 2019 to some event. And she actually sent the girl this dress. Or just because they wanted it? Well, no, she had some event to go to. I think she's an author. The person who asked for it is an author who I don't I don't know those details, but I know that she she had like a big event coming up, needed like a formal gown, made a TikTok or something, asking Lizzo for that dress. And Lizzo really packed up the dress and sent it to her. So then the girl like recorded herself opening the box and putting it on and she just wept. And Uh it was just a beautiful moment. I just... Y'all be hating on Lizzo because she is excellent. Don't give a fuck what y'all think about her. That is yeah, that is the, the only reason y'all are mad. Hate, is it Houston? The level of hate that Lizzo and Megan get to me it's is a lot. In, it, it, it's it, a there's lot. There's no explanation for it. Nope. It's it's really like it's inexplicable. Like they're it, not it's, mean girls. Like they don't go around shitting on people. Y'all they really just be minding their business, twerking and, I, and being talented. Yes, I think it truly has to do with them loving themselves mm-hmm. and that love radiating in in such an expansive manner that people are threatened by it. Yeah, I think with Lizzo, it's like. People are like, how dare you? I don't really yeah. know what it is about Meg. Because Megan is like conventionally attractive. And I don't really get what that is. But I think with Lizzo, well, a lot of y'all just don't like to see a big woman out here who's not like trying to diet and not trying to get y'all to love her. She's just existing. But period. look at that. Look at that. Megan is a completely different body type who does exactly what, you know, Lizzo does, which is be mm-hmm. gorgeous and comfortable in her skin and is hated. And I think it just has a lot to do with, like, people not wanting women to have autonomy over you themselves know, I, and I, I feel just... like <laughs> they can be sexy on their own terms. Like, I feel like we're still stuck in this weird, but, like, really weird, weird place when I can say Because, like... You're saying, you know, like, Meg is conventionally pretty and stuff like that, which she is, but it's, like, Meg is also, like, incredibly expressive in her sexuality mm-hmm. and, in, and in her confidence. And she also talks big shit on men. Like, yeah. big shit on men. She does. So, I think both of them kind of just in existence are big middle fingers to the system. Yeah, but both, like, none of that is particularly new. Like... Megan is not the first rap girl to be any of those things. Like, and Lizzo is not the first fat or plus size, whatever word you prefer, artist to exist either. So it's kind of feeling like y'all just hate black girls, especially black yeah. girls who love themselves and don't give a fuck what y'all think about it. Like that's that's it's really weird, what guys. it seems to be coming down to. Yeah, break yourself out of that habit. It's strange. Yeah, but shout out to the mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our pop culture segment, which is called Hot Tops, Bottom I Love You Purr. Um, <laughs> oh, that network gonna so, pay for their shit one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one fucking day. Um, Grammy nominations are out, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Beyonce in the lead, nine nominations. Kiss our ass. What are you going to do about it? Um, you bitches know what it is. And the girlies try to play games when it comes to the voting and stuff like that every year. I don't expect things to be too, too different. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I do expect that she'll at the very least get this best dance album. Um, record of the year, 1000%. Album of the year, yeah, 10,000%. I'm really not going to argue with y'all bitches. R&B, like, I'm really not going to do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. At the end of the day, the pendulum's going to swing the way that it does more, more clearly um, the way that the system wants it to, the structure wants it to. Um, I told somebody today I fully expected to the at least the album or record of the year, like those two, to be mm-hmm. the one uh, nominee that I've never heard of. It's always the like because yep. I think Adele is nominated for Mad Shit, Kendrick's nominated for Mad Shit, mm-hmm. um, and the girlies like to play games. It is what it is, but we all know who the true diva is, and we always do. <laughs> so again, like. The, the Grammy committee, they're going to do whatever they do, but we all know what it is. And, we, and there's no point in trying to deny the impact of that album. What blew my mind was that Beyonce was the first black woman to be nominated for Best Dance Album, like ever. That's pretty crazy, especially since the 80s and 90s happened. <laughs> I mean, I think... And 70s. So, yes, I think maybe that category is relatively new, but still, it's just, it's for me, it, that was a reminder that, like, the Grammys are made up of, that the voting committee or whatever, I'm sure is mostly white. And when it comes down to it, they are going to celebrate their people. Like, they they default to themselves, always. So, I just, yeah, Honestly, not surprised. It can go however it goes, but we know who deserves it. Honestly, I I low-key feel like sometimes they're like some of these these institutions may have people in behind the scenes that are like, we can't let these people believe they have the power. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that for real. So it's like, oh, you go to the show, you have a good time. <laughs> Doja Cat's nominated, Lotto's nominated, as I mentioned, Glorilla's nominated, not nominated. Oh, Lord. Chloe Bailey hasn't gotten any nominations. But you're a young, beautiful, talented girl. You got time. Summer Walker. Chloe didn't put hasn't gotten out. But Chloe has, uh, like, a couple of records out. Yeah. Like, you don't really need to have an album. I mean, I mean, no, you don't have to, but I just wasn't surprised by that. Silk and the Sonic Hedgehogs. Well, that was BT's fault. <laughs> BT was the one that nominated them niggas, I think, before the album came out. So I love Chloe. I think that she's going, she has a bright future. Yes. I wish I would let that young girl live. Like, it's the man y'all one. trying to tear another one who is just exist and she's so just young. Living. Like, How are y'all just... this pressed over like a 22-year-old girl? Be serious. Chloe Bailey step into an intersection and eat a live baby. Because <laughs> that's how y'all like, act. The way that some of y'all be acting towards these little black girls is just yeah, like, I'm sorry, that little black girl sounds got to say You know what the fuck I mean? Yeah. Like these young women, y'all mm-hmm. act like, I don't know, like they're vampires or something. Like they're just, like, I don't get it. Y'all be yeah. hating on these women who really don't be doing nothing, like at all, mm-hmm. but minding their business and showcasing their talent and working incredibly hard. It's kind of weird. <sighs> we want to talk about the other side. Weird yet standard. <laughs> That's what y'all do. 
Oh, Summer Walker um, snubbed mm-hmm. for her album. Still over it. Um, guess it's what the Grammy said. I didn't think it was that great. Like, there's only a few tracks on that album I really like. I really like that album. Uh, I think Fourth Baby Mama, if she didn't submit that for Best R&B song, <laughs> that was my favorite. Powerful piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite. So <laughs> if it was if it was that single or that track that got snubbed, then I I understand that. But the album overall, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I don't really know what um, a, a lot of these people submit specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we know Nicki Minaj submit fucking um, Super Freaky Girl because she came out and talked about oh, it. Oh yes, she did. <laughs> um. Also snubbed. Uh, no Deservedly. category. Well, we knew she wouldn't be in rap. <laughs> Deservedly so. That that um, song is not good. She's not anywhere in pop, so she didn't get any nominations it's for not, Grammys this it year. Isn't, it isn't good. Lotto, who she tried to tweet over the head about this. Oh, over yes. Over and over again. Lotto got, like, what, two, three different nominations for herself? Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. 
And of course, the Cardi B fans uh, took off with some hashtag to uh, troll Nicki Minaj. Hashtag, uh, what was it? No Grammys for Granny. Oh. Now, why are Cardi's fans in it? Yeah, because just, because just these because. kids are just wretched. And like, girl, that lady is not that old. Like, and you're going to be that age one day or you're yeah. going to die. No, it was it was Lotto being like, you're older than my mama and calling her super freaky, freaky grandma that started all that. So, But it's like, girl, first, that is so, so stupid. Whatever. Like, I don't. It is. You already know. I'm over all of this shit. So. Yeah. I've, I'm long past my stand days, but I just don't know why y'all wouldn't let the Lotto fans or the Glorilla fans or the whoever else got an issue with her fans handle that. I don't get why the carbs would jump into that. Because they legitimately believe that they all exist in Westeros. They all believe that this is like Game Please. of Thrones and that they're House Cardi and the other ones are oh House Barbie. And that, you know, the rest of the girlies are, are you know, yeah. the little houses in between here and there. And, and they're fighting for Nicki control. Nicki Minaj has dragons. <laughs> and, you know, Cardi's got dire wolves. Like, these kids really believe that they're at war. Okay. And I shouldn't, again, say kids, because some of y'all are smooth 30. Oh, like, yeah. We're finding pl- out. Plus. Some of y'all should have been grewed up. <laughs> but that's so, all right. So... You know, but better luck next time for those who did get snubbed. I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, that's annoying or frustrating, especially if you charted really well or overall performed really well and feel like you deserve it. But let it not bruise your ego or your output, ladies and germs. I mean, yeah, it's just, this is... I wanted to say something else, but I <laughs> ran out of... This is just how it goes. Like, this is the nature of award shows and people get really keyed up around... The Grammys, I certainly would have thought y'all were out of y'all mind if Renaissance didn't get nominated for Album of the Year. Um, but I think you're out of your mind if it doesn't win. And ul- I mean, same. Maybe it won't. But ultimately, right. Ultimately, it's not something I'm going to devote a whole bunch of energy into. Like, my fave is not pressed. So, well, you know, and maybe that's why they get so energetic about it, because their faves are really pressed over these nominations and stuff. But. Yeah, the fans, obviously, I understand, you know, fans getting really wrapped up in stuff like that. I understand. I get it. I just do. But at the same time, there are so many classic, incredibly talented, mm-hmm. literally iconic people Say that. who either don't have Grammys or who don't have Grammys they deserve. Someone just reminded me of that year that Macklemore scooped up all of them Grammys from Kendrick Lamar. Remember oh, yeah. That? Yes. I mean, he posted that like screenshot of a text that he sent him to be like, well, I know that I shouldn't have won him one anyway. Anyways. You know, here I am drinking. We, we all knew that Boone's Farm out of my fucking <laughs> Grammy. Like, we all fucking knew you didn't. We all knew you didn't deserve to win, but you did. So, like, just take your trophy and go home right. and enjoy that. What is the rest of this for? Anyways, dwelling. What else do we got? Um, <laughs> there's n- more shade coming out of. Classic rhythm and blues group Escapade. Did you know that they still perform and like tour together and do stuff? Escapade. I'm a little surprised by that. 
Uh, Me too. Just because I don't see... Well, you know, I was about to say, I don't think Candy... I just don't see her, like, needing to tour. But also, Candy seemed like she don't really like to turn a check down either. She doesn't So turn, It would have to have, like, anthrax on it yeah. for her to not take it. <laughs> she, yeah, she also seems, like, pro getting them dollars. Like, having enough is not enough. So, yeah, I'm, so I didn't know that, but I'm not super shocked to hear it. Well, they appear down to the... Soul Train Awards and <laughs> photo of Escapade came out where three quarters of the group were dressed very similarly mm-hmm. and very sparkly, sort of silvery, glittery, complimentary, uh, gowns, yes. complimentary gowns. And then there was Latasha Scott. <laughs> looked beautiful i will say oh they all looked lovely looked gorgeous that was a gorgeous gown but she literally looked gorgeous (laughs) but she also looked very different and out of place Mm -hmm. um and it was giving you know what's going on because this is a group that has notably um not gotten along right has had some issues we've seen it play out so someone in the group or someone in the comments pointed out that they were uh they were dressed differently and uh I think someone alleged that maybe Latasha like didn't know about it. Yeah. And then Latasha was like, yeah, because, you know, they didn't tell me anything about this. whoop de whoop de whoop And Candy responded to this and basically accused uh, Latasha of getting her own stylist, like wanting to have a stylist that was separate of everybody else's, and that she purposely um, has kept herself and separated herself from the rest of the girls in the group. So, basically, anything coming out like this was on her. (sighs) Then Candy apparently, or allegedly, blocked her ass. Well. And, um... Oh, right. Because Latasha's not going on the tour. Right, apparently. Right. So, that makes sense, then. Um, I saw something Latasha posted, which was a little, like, a TikTok of her... Um, doing a voiceover of some ministry. I don't... Some shit with God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Is this something I can Google? I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> some shit with God. Um... Uh- Wait, is it this people are betting on your silence? Not yes. this time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, she has the live, laugh, love pillows. Now, what is... Okay. All right. She keep going. posted texts between her and her stylist, allegedly. It's just a whole bunch of that. Her sister came out. And said something against her. Tamika said, um, Tamika said, I love my sister Latasha and has had her back for years, right or wrong. 
it comes a time when you mature and have to make the right decisions. God is watching, and I'm not disappointing him for nobody. Shut up! Not good! I know, God. Just be like, oh my God, stop talking about me. Like, oh like my God. Me. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like, <laughs> cool it, Effie. This time you know what you've done. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. I did. I've been listening to the Dream Girl soundtrack a lot lately. And that's exactly what this reminded me of. Like, normally I'd be on your side, girl. But this time I cannot defend my sister. Because, I mean, text messages and all this, like, clearly the issue went deeper, just like Latasha said it did on Instagram. But my question is, like, if the other three girls are being dressed by one person, why wouldn't... And and one of those girls is your own sister. Why would you not also, I'm just not, or like final looks, like the stylist didn't communicate final looks, final color, final. I don't get it. I, uh, it. It's really not clicking to me. I don't get why Latasha had her own stylist in the first place. Because she hates them and she wants them to know that. Your own sister too, though? Like, maybe she just didn't want to wear illusion mesh, which... Can't blame her for that. Can't blame her for that because the y'all never get the color right. Tiny's is too dark. Tamika's is too light. Candy's is kind of... I mean, it's the best of the three, but I honestly think it would have been cuter if they were all wearing something like Latasha was wearing. I think that would have been... You ain't sure. A much more... I'm just saying, I prefer her dress, but I don't understand why. And maybe that's why. Maybe I agree she said with you, like, no. kind of a class to not say it. <laughs> <laughs> she about to be like, you, she's gonna say, you know what? Because I knew that them hoes was gonna go on. We're gonna AliExpress. be wearing some old tacky. <laughs> Somebody was gonna bring out the bananas. Swap me, promise. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it. And I just said, and no, you see girl, where I, I can't. And you see, <laughs> and which one of us? I mean, well. I mean, who would RuPaul ask to sashay away? I listen, I know who's in the bottom two this week. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Um, there was a. You know what? Let's do Twenty One Savage. Damn! All right. <laughs> he um apparently was in a club room, clubhouse room. I didn't even know these things still existed. Much less that y'all were getting like famous people still come on here and tell their yeah, business or whatever. That's what I don't get. Why are famous people still on Clubhouse? Anyways, Twenty One Savage did a Clubhouse thing. I'm talking about rap in the '90s and whether or not it's relevant. And he just um, caused quite a controversy when he. Well, he claims that Nas is not relevant to hip-hop and that he just has a loyal fan base and that he still makes good music. Um, Okay. I think that's mostly what he stated. And so um, hip-hop Twitter is, you know, in flames. Oh, yes. Especially because most of them niggas are old. So they are they are definitely gonna be in their feelings about that. Uh uh twenty one I was about to say, how old is that nigga? Twenty one Savage is thirty. So well, I was gonna say twenty one. I you can't be twenty one forever. But 
So I'm sure you know. How did you feel? Hey, I'm sure uh, he has. As young as you are. <laughs> I'm sure Nas has less of an impact on somebody born in 92 than somebody born in 82 or 75 or 72, so on. So, I mean, I guess I just don't, I don't think this is that bad. Like, he didn't say fuck Nas. He was like, you know, and, <laughs> and he didn't even say that Nas don't make good music. Probably should have said, you know, I feel like Nas is not that relevant to the younger rappers. I feel like maybe that is true. But asking 21 Savage or expecting 21 Savage to be like eloquent, clear. <laughs> to think things through before he just says them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I, and I've heard nothing but good things about this new album that Nas just dropped, this Katie. Yeah, Bruce, I heard so. Right. So, and then he was like, you know, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful. Y'all just take shit and run with it. And that was kind of how I felt about it. Like, old niggas just heard somebody say that the rapper they grew up on ain't really all that. And they just got super activated behind that. And that is what social media does. So. Two things for me. And I believe both of them to be true. First thing, I believe Khalees. Second thing, I think because Nas is a hip-hop icon, he will always be relevant to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. It's like saying Biggie's not relevant to hip-hop or Tupac isn't relevant to hip-hop. Like, what? Like, y'all are always gonna... It doesn't... Or Wu-Tang isn't relevant to hip-hop. Like, what? It doesn't... Shut up. It doesn't make any sense. You're like... One day you won't be as popping or as as mm-hmm. constantly played in 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 constant rotation as you are now. Do you want right. people to say that you aren't relevant? That your 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 contributions to the genre aren't relevant because you're older now y'all got the game fucked up you're gonna be old one day too this is like it doesn't matter like it, it's yeah. weird um but i i hear where you're coming from I, I hear what you're saying and i think i understand where he's coming from but i think the reason that uh, other people have issue with it is because like girl when it comes to people that paved the way that are still sampled that are still inspirational mm-hmm. are inspirational in the in the sense that they are i should say influential that was the word i was looking for yes and are still making fucking music. Right. Good music. That, like you that. just said, is well received. And it's like, what are you? He said it was good himself. That's why I'm like, perhaps you should have said to the younger niggas, to people my age or younger, he is not like perhaps one of their. But even then, that's like, well, why would you even feel the need to say that? Because. That is definitely true. Like the people who pave the way, the legends, they are always going to be relevant to the genre because they helped shape it. They helped develop it. They helped get it to a point where you and Drake could continue to put out the music y'all do. So whether you will be able to have that same longevity or people will will be able to say that about your career remains to be seen. But yeah, I, I just feel like this nigga didn't think his words through very carefully. And that is what came. That is why all this came to be. First thing I thought of was Drake going, 21, can you do, <laughs> do something, something for me? 21, can you take the heat off me? 21, <laughs> can you get Damn. them stop shading me? 
and that is exactly oh and it worked damn I didn't even think of that but that definitely worked niggas really shifted their attention (laughs) that fast I'm loving all the homosexual memes behind that too I'm having a good time and I love them again I believe he did it on purpose but anyway um Tierra Wack was arrested what Tara Wack was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct <gasps> after apparently security found a loaded gun on her person no. at the airport in Philadelphia. The gun had six live rounds of ammo in it. Sister! And was taken, uh, it was confiscated by authorities. Luckily, Tara is licensed to carry. They just believe it was a mistake. Um, I'm assuming that luckily she was licensed to carry part means that this is why she is not dead. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, they charged her with disorderly conduct. And um, it seems like though Sister. they're treating it as if it was a mistake. I don't know what the uh, repercussions of that charge are. I didn't see. Y'all gotta help me understand how this happens. Like, who was the other rap nigga who did the same thing in Jersey and ended up going to jail? There's been a few of them. I know this happened to Joel Santana. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. It's happened to a couple of 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 famous people, mostly rappers. But that nigga wasn't legally allowed to have a gun. That's why he ran. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Tierra, uh-huh. I really think Tierra just didn't clean out her purse. <laughs> Probably. But having a license does not mean you can carry a loaded gun to a security checkpoint at the airport. You, I mean, I guess I'd be forgetting what's in some of my bags, too. But I also don't <laughs> just carry guns around. Uh, like, I've just, you know, maybe because I'm not really a gun-carrying type of bitch, but I feel like I would always be very aware if I had a gun on me. Especially if I'm going to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand how it happens. Damn. But I love me some Tierra Wax, so... But they let her post bail or whatever and get, yeah, it looks like she has a hearing on December 8th. So hopefully they just be like, okay, girl, you know, pay this fine and don't do it again. Yeah. Um, I saw a clip from the Love and Hip Herp uh, reunion where Scrappy was talking about his mama, who you read last week, I believe. Mm. And hey, this the bam. She was, um, quite emotional next to him and said that she feels responsible for um, the state of Scrappy's relationship with his mom right now because apparently um, where they've Mm -hmm. reached at, where they've reached right now in the relationship Scrappy and Mamadi stemmed from um, alleged disrespect uh, on Mamadi's part towards um, Bambi, who is Scrappy's, I think they married. Yeah, that's his wife. Wife and uh, mom of his kids. So, uh, youngest kids. Um, I saw that and I was just like, this is a read letter. <laughs> like, it is. It is. Because how is it your fault? Right. How is it your fault that this woman disrespected you and your husband was like, chill out on that dumb shit? I mean, I feel bad because I'm just like, 
that's probably a natural emotion to have because it's mm-hmm. like, well, even th- no, seriously, even though it's not your fault, it's like I am not confused or thrown by someone thinking, well, damn, like this situation happened because this person and I have had issues. Like, is this my fault? It almost feels like, you know what it almost feels like? Mm -hmm. When parents get divorced and the kids blame themselves. That's what I'm thinking. Like, this is a, to me, that is a, I'm not trying to be like shady or rude, but to me, that is a, a very juvenile response to blame yourself for issues that these two people have that go back way before anybody knew anything about you. Um, and especially considering that we have watched Mama D be disrespectful to whatever woman Scrappy is with. You're certainly not the first. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> and it's true. and so I'm not I'm I'm really not trying to be shady. I just feel like she probably has some, some of her issues, some some issues of her own that she needs to work through around that situation. Because let me tell you something. If a nigga mama say something crazy to me. And then I mean, him I and his know. mama start beefing. I'm going to be like, that's exactly the fuck right. Because <laughs> your mama do not get to talk to me crazy. I don't give a fuck that she's your mama. Nobody gets to talk to me crazy, period. And if you and can't defend me, then I will. Listen, listen, you get her before I do. Because <laughs> you're going to handle it with a certain level of respect because that's your mama. I am not. A bitch disrespect me. She getting it right back. Please don't fucking try me. I mean, I don't hear anything to disagree with. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. I'm cussing her out. And then if you get mad at me, I'm cussing you out. And I'm evaluating my options after that. Hello? Because all of y'all got me fucked up. You don't get to disrespect me because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to disrespect me because I'm fucking your son or your daughter. You do not uh, get to. <laughs> that is big fact. <laughs> you do not get to treat me any old kind of way. I really feel like... You know, especially amongst the Negroes, we definitely have this, you know, they all let them say what they're going to say. You don't say nothing. You know, you, you don't push back against elders. We though. are. We are, though, because it's fucking, it's harmful. And you see now, like, people need to be checked for the dumb shit they say at any age. So, yeah. I and I feel for Bambi crying behind this and assuming the blame for it. Like, girl, I that woman has been wretched. She has been wretched. In that order. It don't have nothing to do with you. We have watched this woman act a whole asshole on TV for a long time. It is not you. Joyce got to be next. (laughs) Now, see, this is a Todd got the patience of a fucking saint because I would have been left candy. (laughs) Been left candy. You and your mama got me fucked up. Yeah, sure. It's got to get the next. Something. Because, woof. Um reality person music uh, uh, alleger what man do you know who blueface is oh christ i shouldn't yes that nigga who was chasing the beat on that one song bust down tatiana so yeah he um dates someone i actually like and he has that one song I hate where he, you know, does his worst attempt yeah. at catching the beat. Um, he's really not a good rapper. He's not, he's not very good. He's a horrible no. rapper. I can't believe I he agree. was I ever agree. popular. 
That Tatiana song was never particularly good. It was just the hook was catchy. That was Mm -hmm. all. That was it. He is just not Mm -hmm. talented. And then the way he be treating that girl, Krishan, it's abusive. I cannot believe y'all be holding that up as like, Something anybody should be aspiring to. Well, no, that's not that relationship is anymore. hell. That relationship is hell. Um, so the doll baby has apparently uh, been arrested for attempted murder over a situation that took place in October where he allegedly fired shots at a car outside of uh, a venue in Las Vegas. He was reportedly arrested recently uh, with his girlfriend, or, well, in the presence of his girlfriend. Um, and I think later being worked on... Uh, I don't think they've bailed him out already. I'm not sure. Um, Damn, he got bailed. Ugh. So... <laughs> man. I... It says that he's 25. I didn't even know he was this young. I mean, considering the sheer amount of stupid-ass decisions he makes, that doesn't really shock me. I just hope this girl can get away from him now. Like, I hope him being locked up. She has no intention on it. She's already let us know. What? She ain't going absolutely fuck nowhere. Oh, damn. Oh, she in a deep, Lord. All we can do is pray. Yeah, yeah, because... I was thinking, ooh, this nigga be <laughs> the authorities having this nigga, you know, maybe that will give you the space you need to like literally escape, like make a break of this shit, pack up all your shit and go stay with somebody and he don't know where you at, change your phone number and all that. But uh Okay. She was like, Oh, well, he didn't leave me when I went in, blah, blah, blah. And I had to like, did you go in behind him? Don't y'all right. I was like, this is you know what people in abusive relationships that is a whole Mm -hmm. that is a whole situation that like i'm not even finna dive into the psychology behind um yeah behind being somebody who is abused and trying to leave that relationship but all i can do is hope that god works you right you right pray for her pray for her because he got locked oh no i done found it on now why now, why is there a TMZ hip hop? Because fucking t- what? No, I'm good. That's it for hot tops. <laughs> <laughs> it's candy cane season. I'm excited about that. It is. I got my tree out of storage. I'm gonna put it up this weekend. Work. Yeah, my gold tree and my ornaments. Very oh, excited. Gay. Yes, I have a gold gay, tree. Gay. Correct. Correct. That's what I would correct. do. <laughs> right. So I know it's gay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We're going to take a break and come back and read your ghetto letters. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away, 
Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts all right guys we're back it is time for the no it is time for the list so close <laughs> send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show our first letter this week is actually for me Good thank you. you so much milwaukee well it actually says what? Ready? It's what does she say? Ready to keep uh, keeping it buck like Milwaukee, something like that. I just shortened it because I was like, "Girl, I'm not reading that." But then I said it anyway. Anyway, um, Milwaukee buck. <laughs> wow! Thank you. I would not have made that connection had you not said that. So I mean, clearly not. Really appreciate your expertise there. Um, yep, you're welcome. So Milwaukee says, hey, Crystal, I'm also in a counseling program and graduating in December. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on particular modalities or interventions that resonate with you and which populations besides black haha, <laughs> that you would like to work with. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Whatever cute bucks pun she put there. Well, you have um, fun with that. <laughs> Well, um, first of all, congratulations. You're almost done. I'm incredibly jealous. Can't wait till I can say the same. Mm. Um, my personal theoretical orientation um, is primarily person-centered, but it also has some reality and feminist theories mixed in there. And I feel like the combination of all three of those really prioritizes a client-therapist approach that feels the most natural to me. And that might be because I feel like, especially person-centered is a big part of what my therapist has been doing with me. You know, she's a she's a stand of Carl Rogers like most of us um, professionally. And so, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, having a theoretical orientation that has a basis that is rooted in, you know, positive regard and maintaining hope for the future when it can be re- very difficult to do that and a commitment to understanding intersectionality and the context around and the reasons behind a person does the things they do and believes the things they believe is um super important yeah you know like I don't know if y'all I don't know if I should like dive into what person-centered and reality and feminist theories are I guess you can look it up if you're oh 
okay, thank you for letting me know that you are not interested, but <laughs> uh, mm. but populations other than black that I would like to work with, I guess just, you know, black is what I've always, that's always been my goal, but of, of color <laughs> would also be great. Um, just POC, the rest of you who uh, can claim that title. Um, and really anybody who feels marginalized, who feels like, the dominant culture and and most of the therapists working today don't really see them for who they are and are incapable of meeting them where they are, which is a huge is a huge failure on the part of people who are working in therapeutic uh, settings right now. So, you know, people and especially people who have identities that I don't have because I want to be challenged by that as well. And I also, you know, I want to continue to grow in my understanding and and in my practice as I as I get there. So thank you so much, Milwaukee. I love talking about this stuff, even though it is not particularly interesting. Um, but I appreciate, the, I appreciate the question. It's kind of hard to understand. Oh, is it? Well, I tried my best to follow along. All right. I probably got about 35%. <laughs> oh, do I sound like Kia when Kia starts talking about whatever it is you she do? do? To me. <laughs> Because I sort of got to this day, I could not really tell you what Kia I try. Does. I really do. I listen intentively. I, really I know. I know it's high. She helps higher education be less racist. Yeah, I I get that part. More than that, though. Nope. Developing curriculum, nope. maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Nope. I just know she's a bad bitch. <laughs> but the details, baby. So, all right. If that's what I sound like, then I get it. So. Um, but yeah, thank you. And anybody else having a question related to therapy or therapy school, I would love to answer that. So send that over. Our next letter comes from Namora, who says, I live in Quebec and my boyfriend and I have been in a long distance relationship for a year. He lives in Atlanta. So seeing each other is Ooh. very costly. We are both in our early 20s and he has a high libido, which I used to love. Uh -huh. But my battle with depression and body dysmorphia have made it harder to, to participate in sex acts, both in person and on the phone. He's never raised his voice or snapped at me before. And whenever I tell him I'm not in the mood, he respects it without having an attitude about it. I'm happy that I'm not with someone who would pressure me into sexual acts, but it's hard to watch your significant other be sexually frustrated for over a month. So today I asked him if he'd be comfortable with an open relationship on his end. He admitted that the idea did interest him. I bet it did. But then he immediately asked if I would want that same freedom. His tone was kind of anxious. So I told him the truth and said, as of right now, no. But if I did want to in the future, it would be OK, right? He got really sad and said that emotionally he would not be able to handle the idea of anyone having me the way he does. And right. that, yeah. But he's interested. Right. And that he'd rather not have an open relationship than for it to be one-sided. At first, I was proud of him for being open and honest Having with me, me until I really processed what he said. I was irritated and hurt, so I told him that while it was mature of him to take into account how that isn't fair, I wanted to know if he'd ever be comfortable with both of us participating in an open relationship. He said maybe over time, but that he isn't really sure that he'd ever be okay with it. I was fed up and exhausted with the conversation, so I quickly said goodbye and got off the phone. Am I wrong for taking offense with his answer or for suggesting an open relationship in the first place? Because honestly, it feels like I burned myself. 
Love both of you talented people lots. <laughs> no more. What was the first question? Because I have my answer for the second one. Am I wrong for taking offense with his answer? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I don't think you're wrong for taking offense to his answer. Because I think his answer is a little offensive. His answer is a little crooked. Yeah, his answer is offensive in many ways. I was offended by his answer. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, I just hate the whole, like, having you thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think that you should have suggested uh, an open relationship if you didn't want one. Like, I don't know why you brought it up. And if he hasn't really pressured you or made you feel uncomfortable about, you know, not wanting to participate in certain sexual acts when you don't want to, I don't know why you, like... I won't say I don't know why, because like I can't, you know, empathize. But, like... You shouldn't let your own personal anxiety about it be like, well, go fuck. Like, if that's not what you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I guess reasons that he... Wait a minute. So, are you not... You don't want an open relationship because you just don't want to do it but you might be okay it doesn't matter you don't want to be in an open relationship you maybe don't want to be with this guy either you guys are young he's in his early 20s she said yeah they both are yeah so like it's I think also kind of early for a lot of these um, emotions when I was around that age I was also like I could never I don't never want to be with yeah there's that and now monogamy is still my thing like like it's my thing it's my preferred thing but i have a i think i have a more rounded understanding of of people in open Mm -hmm. relationships but i also have far more friends and people who I've met in my life who either are in open relationships or have been in open relationships. So I've like got more um, perspective on it. Um, And more, most importantly, I think ways it's done correctly and ways it's, or ways it's done well and ways it's done not so well. Amen. Mm -hmm. People who do it like successfully and unsuccessfully. So, um, I think that you should maybe, I guess my suggestion would be to tell your boyfriend the truth about you just kind of feeling kind of bad about maybe leaving him sexually frustrated and that you don't want to lose him, um, but you also don't want to be in an open relationship and hope that he can give you the time and space to figure out um, stuff that's going on with yourself because I heard you say body dysmorphia. I heard you say, mm-hmm. you know, that you're dealing with stuff that you might want to individually uh, care for yeah. um, regardless of relationship or who you're going to be with, um, whether it's him or, you know, some other person. Um, 
And I think I would try to build on that because he doesn't sound like, you know, like he's lacks understanding or or care or love. Mm-hmm. That sound like a man. Because <laughs> he was like, right. well, yeah, I have been thinking of that, but I don't want anybody to have you. Shut your ass up. You like I said anything to you, bitch. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I think I would be honest with him about how I feel about it and then try to you know, work on me a little bit. And maybe you need to be single to do that, but maybe you don't. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, I actually didn't think his response was that bad once he said that, you know, he would rather just not have an open relationship than if for it to be one-sided. Because I felt yeah. like that was super fair. Of course, <laughs> of course, it was very niggerish of him to be like, oh, I can fuck somebody else, but you're not going to fuck nobody else, right? Like, of course, that. But right. then it's, But he didn't, like, completely dive off the deep end into stupidity. Right. Like, he reined it back in pretty quickly, so... Yeah, that actually sounds kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't sound that crazy. I agree with Kid Fury that, like, suggesting an open relationship in the first place was probably not uh, the best move, but... um, I don't know. I also... Mm, I think... I think struggling with depression... And the effects that that has, like, on your mood and the way you see yourself and all this. And then body dysmorphia, I don't know if you actually have that or if you just, I don't know, Same. saw it on TikTok or something. Because yeah. y'all, y'all take a lot of, that is an actual diagnosis. That's not, um, it's not something somebody, it doesn't just mean that, like, when you look in the yes. mirror, you, you think you're fat. But then everybody else tells you you're not. That's not, Yeah. that's not body dysmorphia. It's just like trauma bonding is not going through something bad with another person. That's not what that means so so and just because you like to fuck a lot you're not an info like those yeah. kind of things yeah and just because you went back in the house one time to make sure you turn the kitchen stove off does not mean you're ocd like yeah just things like that <laughs> it's true that's yeah it's true. yeah so but anyway i don't know if that, need to remind for me. all i know you have a diagnosis but i'm just saying for those of you who just throw these words out but regardless regardless um it you know, being in a low mood, really, it it has a very difficult effect. And then when y'all are long distance and so, you know, like FaceTime sex or whatever is like the most intimacy y'all really get sexually on a regular basis. And then you're not feeling up to that. I can see how this would cause like a real strain in the relationship. But if he is not tripping, then it kind of seems like you just decided that he was tripping. So, I don't know. I think I would, well, I'll say this. Early 20s ain't no reason to be invested in no damn long distance relationship. I I, <laughs> I would say just I wouldn't even be bothered with this. And like, girl, I'll find somebody in Quebec. You find somebody in Atlanta and best of luck to you. Like, But if y'all really want to make it work, then I think you're just going to have to be more open with him about like how it is you're really feeling. Like, I feel like, I'm putting a burden on you because I'm not really in the mood and I know that you are and, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make you feel that way. I don't want you to go fuck nobody else. Like, so I'm worried. Like, I have these concerns that are going on in the back of my head that caused me to offer something that I really do not want to give <laughs> and and started a conversation that ended up just pissing me off and see... <laughs> <laughs> and see where it's not like he asked you for an open relationship because right. you wasn't giving up, you know, no exactly. e-pussy. He didn't. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't do like you. You kind of invited this whole situation in. So 
I would just take some time and, and really think about the feelings behind what motivated you to ask that question. And then go from there um, and, and just see how, because maybe y'all are y'all are on the same page and y'all can work it out. And maybe y'all will realize that, you know, this has come to the end of the road. But best of luck to you either way, Namora. And if you named yourself after Namora, then I'm so impressed. Um, <clears throat> but that's what our, I guessed. Our last question. I almost asked if you saw the movie. <laughs> what movie? No. <laughs> Are we going to talk about it? I've or? never seen a movie. I'm going to give the girls one more week. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Y'all have yeah. another week. And then it's fucking spoiler alerts. So, all right. Our last through letter comes from Big Q, who says, Hey, y'all, I'm a 26 year old. <laughs> cisgender straight black man and I'm going through a very rough dating patch listening to this I'm good every now and then I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if a girlfriend put him on but he said he's oh uh, well yeah well, you know former but maybe that's true I've been ghosted by a couple of women within the last few years and the common variable is obviously me if I was my 21-year-old self, I would blame this on my looks because I'm a bigger man, but I've grown past that, and obviously these girls know what I look like. A couple of them ghost me before the first date and a couple of them after. If I'm doing something wrong, I would love to know what it is, but I'm not going to bother these women and said, hey, what did I do wrong? Because they obviously don't want to talk to me, and if they cared enough, they would have told me already. I'm the last person who would say some outlandish shit to a woman that I'm interested in or be disrespectful. But at the same time, I'm clearly doing something wrong and I can't figure out what that is so that I can change it. What can I do? Please help. Any advice is welcome. Thanks. Love you both. Big Q. I'm shocked that a 26 year old cis straight man said that he loves us both. Hmm. God is well, in the blessing business. You know, math. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean. I struggle with this because I feel like I wouldn't do it, but I'm asking myself why I wouldn't. Just like, what would be the harm in just being like, I mean, what if they ghosted you? Like, who's to say they're going to say anything? Right. I don't know, man. Like, this is why I hate ghosting. This is why I hate it. It's stupid. It's so stupid and it's unfair. It's inconsiderate. And, you know, we're only getting your side of things. But I really feel like except in like severe cases of like abuse and stuff like that, you can text somebody and be like, hey, we had fun. I'm moving on. Have a great life. And then block them and never speak to them again. And that is just fine. Like you don't owe them a conversation. You don't have to go back and forth with somebody that you were never in a relationship with. But a heads up, like, hey, this was cool, but I'm ending it. Or, hey, this wasn't cool. You got on my nerves. Your breast stank. You're musty all the time. I couldn't deal with it. Like, just I just so feel you like. Know, I didn't get lost in the Thanos snap. Yeah, right. It's like, I'm just moving on and hope you have a nice life. Like, I just feel like I don't know why y'all are so opposed to doing that. <laughs> but this is why I hate it because then people internalize that as like it being something wrong with them. Cause my first thought when reading this was you're probably just dating other people in their early to mid twenties. And this is just what y'all do. 
Like people, <laughs> people fuck around. They go out on a couple of dates or not. You know, they match on Tinder or whatever. They text for a little bit and then they move on. Like, I just don't really, I can see why that would be painful. But at the same time, I don't think it's something that you have to absorb as like being a fault of yours. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you're not giving us anything in this letter to say like, oh, well, you know, you need to straighten up on this or this or this. Like, sounds like you're just a victim of the fucking dating game. It's horrible out here. This is what people be talking about. Yeah, it sucks. It truly, truly sucks in most ways. If your breath is fresh, um, your clothes are clean, you approach (laughs) people with respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? At that point, it's just finding the match. And some people are just not going to be that. And also not, if it, I think if it is any consolation, I think a lot of people, especially younger people in the dating sphere, whatever that you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, really aren't great communicators At and really all. aren't um, doing any work to communicate nope. um, the hard stuff. No. Nope. So definitely not um, doing that. Definitely not doing that. Turning around and blaming yourself or starting to make assumptions about things that could be wrong with you is just not the the right decision. Again, it's something I can understand. I think I can empathize with. Absolutely. But it's it's just it's not helpful at all. Um, just keep on trucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like Bambi. It is not about you. No. I mean, or or you haven't given us a reason to think that it is about you. Like yeah, nothing I can tell. Yeah, this just sounds to me like you're dating, and this is just—I mean, this is literally why everybody is so over it. Like, dating just sucks, and so hopefully, you know, you'll start to meet people who can at least send you a text when they're over it and moving on. But yeah, you know, I would say more than anything else, try not to take it personally and get right back out there. Somebody that yeah. be. It's it's shitty. It's hard. People stay in loveless, awful relationships for this exact reason, so that they don't have to do this. Right. Be back right. out here with these niggas, trying to find one person who is worth a damn and your time. So, good luck to you, Big Q. Um, I'm rooting for you. It's rough though. Yeah, I'm rooting for you as well. All right, that wraps up the letters for this week. We are going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. 
When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, folks, we are back. And now it is time for the read. All right, let's start with some reading. You want to go ahead? Because I only have one quick thing. Yeah, I also only have one thing to talk about this week. And it is this clip of Kelly Rowland. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. I just watched this. Yes. An hour or two ago. So if you haven't seen it, um, Kelly Rowland and Marseille Martin were on Ebro in the morning. And... Unfortunately, they had to speak to Peter Rosenberg, who <laughs> and I did not watch the whole interview. I just watched this one clip, but it was so bad. It was. <clears throat> so he opens the clip by complimenting Kelly Rowland on her ability to play second to Beyonce. Like he literally says the words to her, like. Shout out to you in 20 fucking 22. This man said, you know, wow, you really held it down. And, you know, like you part of this great group. And and at the same time, you're you're next to the person who is shining the brightest light on planet Earth. And you didn't even fight it. You know, it seems like you somehow loved your position anyway and took it seriously. And so Kelly, with all the class and media training that Matthew beat into them 30 years ago, Kelly... <laughs> very politely and quickly gathers him right on up and says, well, you know, yes, Beyonce is a light, but light attracts light. I am light. Nobody's light dims anybody else's light. The issue comes in when other people try to compare us because that just shows how weak their light is. And then Marseille Martin is over here like making faces and nodding like, please catch the hint, dumbass white man. Stamp on his back. Baby, but do you think this white man took the hit? Do you think he picked up what she was putting down? Of course he fucking did not. Kept right on going talking about, yeah, but you could have just chilled and been like, you know, I'm in this great group and my best friend is the biggest artist in the world. And so Kelly again (laughs) has to cut him off right there and say, yes. And also Beyonce's best friend and sister is also one of the biggest artists in the world. And y'all need to stop looking at relationships as if they are one-sided. And it blew my mind that she had to break this down to this dumb Peter ass Rosenberg white man. is an adult, by baby, the way. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> like a grown, grown adult. She said, I'm shining. Marseille is shining. We sitting right here shining together. Yes, Beyonce has done a lot. For, for black women in particular, especially, and somebody paved the way for her and I do the same thing and somebody did it for me. Like there's plenty of space for all of us to chill and coexist and it doesn't have to be, you know, just one girl. So chill out with the fucking comparisons and stop trying to limit us. And then, child, here Ebro come in. I feel like he was trying to do damage control for this white man. Of course about, he was. You know, there's a perception that there's limited slots, but that's not necessarily true. <laughs> but ego gets in the way and blah, blah, blah. So then Kelly is like, yeah, you know, definitely when I was younger, I started to internalize those messages because y'all have been pretending that Kelly is a lesser being than Beyonce since the group came out. Y'all have been doing this since she was 15 fucking years old. 
So, yeah, at a certain point, she says, when I was younger, I definitely did internalize those messages that I wasn't as worthy. And it took a lot of growth and self-love to get out of that mindset. So it's like all the black people are nodding and understanding. And it's like, okay, we about to (laughs) it was about to go off the fucking edge of the cliff. But we finna turn this shit around, baby. Here come Rosenberg again. With what I felt was actually the most disrespect. Well, it's hard to say. All of his questions in this clip are incredibly disrespectful. But then he says, well, how do you continue to work so hard, even though you're so successful? Like, why do you you've you've done all these great things, you know, music and acting and all this. And why do you even still get up in the morning and go do anything when you already have so much? Nigga, what? (laughs) Also, just quick note, this man has worked in radio thus has interviewed people for countless years like baby should not be this this poor at asking questions what the fuck no because what the fuck are you talking about man i don't watch ebro in the morning regularly i don't listen regularly so maybe i'm missing some kind of context maybe he asks everybody why they work but that is a stupid <laughs> fucking question. <laughs> Kelly was like, she looked at him like, why do I earn money? <laughs> like, yeah. She was like, I mean, I'm again, extremely diplomatic and said, well, I want, I'm good. And I want to, con- I want to continue working. I want to be great. I want to put my all into everything I do. Like some flowery shit that she should have never had to say because 100% certain that he wouldn't have asked no damn white man. Like, you're not asking Brad Pitt why he continues to act or produce Never. movies. You're not doing that. Never. Do you ask yourself why you get up in the morning and continue to come get on the radio? I do. After having been on the radio. After having been on the radio for so fucking long. Like, this just isn't a question that you would have asked another white man. And it was a stupid question on top of that. Because, like, Obviously, she works for money. Like, <laughs> like people work to earn money, but also because it gives them a sense of satisfaction. They like what they do. They're good at it. They want to continue putting things out into the world. Have you heard of passion? Like, uh, what do you mean? Drive. Um. I was so annoyed because to me, that question just said, it just, again, was him going back to, this belief that he has that like if you were associated with Beyonce and you made all this money with Beyonce, then why even bother with doing anything else? Like you can just chill and be Beyonce's sidekick all your life. And what she has been trying to say is that is not who she is. And they have made it clear that that is not their relationship. Y'all continue to put that bullshit onto them and y'all continue to do it to Kelly. Y'all do it to Kelly as if it's not extremely fucked up, extremely disrespectful, extremely hurtful to insinuate that this woman should feel like she is not as good as somebody who is her literal best friend in the fucking world, a sister to her. Like Kelly has not talked about the shit that she went through when she felt like she had to be like, like she had internalized these messages and she felt like she had to be like, distancing herself from Beyonce and ended up in fucked up situations and wasn't even speaking to be and all this because of the shit y'all have been saying for decades about these black women. Please shut the fuck up. 
or show Kelly Rowland the respect she deserves. Pick one, though. Pick one. Peter fucking Rosenberg. Nigga, you you're lucky to even be speaking. You're lucky to even be speaking to her. And then, of course, the conversation moves on. After Kelly does that, you know, it moves on to like, let's let's talk about Marseille and how young you are and... <laughs> You know, the, the, some blah, 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 college life. Like, so we moved on from there. I don't think it got any spicier after that. But I was just so, I mean, disgusted by the audacity of this fucking white man to sit in front of Kelly fucking Rowland's face, a person who you will never be a tenth as successful. Like, you will never. Baby, you cannot even begin to touch the hem of her fucking garment and to disrespect her, disrespect her like that over and over to her fucking face. Even though, like, again, she made it extremely clear, clear twice that you needed to shut the fuck up and stop saying this shit about her. And you just kept doing it. Like, I don't read the fucking room, girl. Wake the fuck up. And if she would have piped up and popped off, then it would have been a problem. Then it really, right. Or if she would have cussed him out. If she would have said, the fuck you mean by that? Then it would have been an issue. Right. Baby, Tired. Kelly Kelly Rowland is is a incredible person. Yeah. So so gracious. A when y'all do when y'all do grace. not deserve it. When y'all do not deserve it. Grace, uh patience, regality. Mm-hmm. All of the things truly because a couple of things I wouldn't have done. And if somebody gets a phone call, or if somebody is standing outside your bushes asking you what the fuck you had to say about Kelly Rowland, I won't be shocked either. Because <laughs> I know how Beyonce and Solange do about their sister. So, just tread fucking lightly. Be careful who the Leave fuck you talking alone. to. And be, right, be careful of the dumb shit you perpetuate when you say things like, like, think about what you're saying, 21 Savage. Think about the words you're using. Are these the correct words? <laughs> Peter Rosenberg is enough. You are... A professional interviewer. Like you, I don't. This see. is your job. Why are you so bad? And you're harping Why are you so bad on this topic when she's made it clear. Like you think I am inferior to Beyonce. I do not think <laughs> I'm inferior to Beyonce. So stop this talking is, to me as if I agree with you. This is a compliment to no Beyonce. Don't agree with you, right? It's a compliment to no one. Beyonce does not live. Kelly does not live. The black community does not live. <sighs> Nobody's living. It's not giving what you think is giving. <laughs> Why do you get up in the morning and go to work, bitch? Why do what? you? Why do you? What the fuck are we talking about? Like, I I literally, I got dressed and came here. I'm Kelly Rowland. And this oh, is what you're asking me? So it's, it's weird. It's so weird. So <sighs> So, yeah, fuck Peter Rosenberg for that. That was just extremely fucking stupid. But that's it for me. I'm not even talking about that orange radioactive motherfucker and the bullshit he's up to because it's just too many years until it's just too many days until mm. the next election so i'm not i'm not at this point that. i'm looking at that as a, a fun little reality show <laughs> somebody else's business not mine what channel yeah. did that come oh that's that's streaming alongside uh what's what's that that's on netflix that's on hulu let me check that out Some bright bright that's y'all's business um so you brought up um, Marseille Martin. I will be doing my read and dedication to her this week. Oh, okay. 
Marseille Martin, living icon and diva, mm-hmm. comedian, actor, producer, philanthropist, fashion icon. Um, she took part along many others in um, this year's Savage Fenty fashion program. Work. Now, uh, work indeed is what you would have heard if you asked me about this. <laughs> Unfortunately, a couple of y'all had um, unsolicited concerns that you felt like sharing um, with the internet, uh, including Marseille herself. Um, and apparently y'all felt some type of way about Marseille being involved in this fashion show because she's 18. Which is gross. Okay. Um, oh, she just turned 18, I read. Should she have (laughs) waited to do adult things at 18 and a half? Three quarter? 19? 20? <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, it's just why, do, why are we forcing kids to be grown? You weren't fighting and ready to be grown? By the time you Baby. plucked into 13 years old, Baby. you weren't touching the fucking sky when God gave you 18 years because you knew Baby. that you were that official diva. And you really weren't because you still couldn't buy liquor. N- not technically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not legally. <laughs> but that's my point. Yeah. Like, stop acting like you weren't, like... Right, like you weren't ever 18. <laughs> like, if I was 18 years old and one of the biggest stars on the planet was like, you want to wear these sexy drawers and come be in my fashion show? Are you fucking kidding? This young woman has been working her ass off damn near her whole ass life to bring us joy and entertainment. She don't cause no problems. She don't be in no drama with no motherfucking body. She's not dumb. She's not naive. She ain't nobody's motherfucking fool. She was on this fucking program in like a bodysuit with like a little shot of of cleavage or something like that. And y'all are losing your goddamn minds. And I just honestly, I think it's fucking absurd that y'all will are like ref, have an issue with this young lady having fun and expressing herself as a young adult. That's literally what she is now. She's not a little girl anymore. She is a young adult, and she is permitted to do this. For y'all saying, "Oh, well, she was in a fashion show with an abuser because Johnny Depp was in it," I can confidently, confidently assume. That most of the people who were on that show 
did not know that that nigga was also going to be on the show unless they were in the shot with him. Marseille Martin was not in a sequence with this motherfucker. I don't know why you are comparing the two, why you are bringing the two together as if her being a part. Like, it's it's not adding up to me. And for those of y'all who are talking about some, oh, well, it's just, you know, crazy men be looking and these men be looking and da 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 it's like they're always looking bitch i don't understand what what are you what what's not clicking what's not clicking what's not what's not coming over in your mind it makes me almost think of like billy eilish because correct i could be wrong internet don't bother correcting me i'll probably google it um but i feel like i read at some point that billy eilish because she was like i don't know 15 or something when she became like super popular and famous yeah um it's it's not younger than that i'm not sure maybe um but she even to this day like most of the time wears pretty like baggy clothes Mm -hmm. um and looks great in it and stuff like that but i feel like i read once that she was like she doesn't want people to focus on her body or make comments about yeah, her body. I saw that. She wants to focus on her music, especially having been underage and things like that. Did that stop people from making comments about her Not body, even though she's wearing a double XL Gucci polo or something like that? Hell the fuck no. Marseille Martin could have walked down to that motherfucking Savage Fenty fashion show dressed like the Rain Missy Elliott. And somebody who's watching one of these weird-ass niggas who's watching Mm -hmm. would have still been a weird-ass nigga. Stop talking to these women who are being women, who are expressing themselves in ways that they are permitted to do. And start talking to these same ass niggas that you're so motherfucking concerned about. Okay? Go and throw them niggas in the motherfucking bin. Take them niggas to task. You don't want to do that. You want to argue about what's just a song and what's just a lyric and what's just a motherfucking, you know, bar when it comes to niggas exploiting black women's trauma and violence against them and their own bodies and that type. Like, y'all always have an argument when a black woman of any age is actually in danger is actually harmed or is actually you know what i'm saying put in a place of like trauma or strife but it like you have no issue it's just it doesn't make any sense to me you don't say nothing to none of these niggas like that girl ain't do nothing wrong and what you you can be certain of is that she comes from a foundation that Mm -hmm. got her period Okay, her mama, her daddy, don't play no motherfucking games, ain't been playing no motherfucking games. It's never been that. All right. And so if they said that their baby can go and walk into the motherfucking fashion show in a cat suit and some over the knee boots or whatever she had on, sweetie, you don't need to worry about nobody but your own motherfucking kids because she got two at home. All right. That's riding for her. She got plenty of family that's riding for her. I, myself, will pull up for the doll baby if anybody (laughs) tries her. Can she walk in the fashion show? Yes, the fuck she can. She's grown at this point. Grown-ish, whatever you want to call it. She's not a little girl anymore, so you need to just go ahead and get the fuck over it. It wasn't too much your business to be concerned about the shit any goddamn way. Y'all act like Rihanna got her doing OnlyFans. Shut up. And she is a young adult. What young adult doesn't explore their sexuality or enjoy their body or whatever? I was like, you're talking about a cat suit and some boots. I thought she was in panties for y'all to be this upset. Like, what young adult doesn't 
test the boundaries of no longer being a child. She is I was not athleisure. She is not the baby that you met on Blackish. I'm sorry that you're old. She is growing up. You're going to have to accept it. Marseille also has a great physique. So I don't know if that like most like, 18 year olds like well I guess <laughs> but like I don't know if that makes people uncomfortable but it's like she she I don't know the girls seem to have weird relationship with age is that the theme of the episode anytime like, a, a, like especially because you know like if you're not like stick thin if you're not like straight up and down then people feel like you wearing something skin tight is like obscene we're not but like black people be shaped all different kind of ways let that young black girl live her life i just don't understand why mama can't walk in a cat suit down <laughs> to the rihanna show like it's just really like Ugh. she don't bother nobody get off of her ass and mind your own goddamn business bitch what did you have for breakfast this morning <laughs> it probably wasn't good for you she's not five years old anymore sorry y'all she's not <laughs> <laughs> let that girl grow up Y'all do this. Oh, this is a theme. It really is like this is a recurring theme of the episode. Like y'all just stay coming for black girls who did not do it. No. Did you brush your teeth before you went to bed? Not last one night? fucking thing. Right. And you need to floss too. Don't think we forgot. It's important. Your gums haven't. Why don't you call your dentist? Right. A little bit of blood every time you brush your teeth. Nah, that's not good. Why are all of them clothes still in that one chair in your room? Oh, well, drag me. <laughs> Like, you have things to do. Yeah, go do your fucking laundry. Worrying about Marcy and Martin walking at a fashion show is not one of them. You're like, everybody's fine. Go check them baseboards. <laughs> go see what they looking like. That little ring of dust around your house. Go, go, go do something about that. You ain't got one multivitamin in your house. <laughs> and you need it. The sun is setting at four o'clock these days. <laughs> I don't know what you waiting on. You need to get up and take your fucking Centrum, Grandpa. Bitch, did you put on any SPF before you went outside this Stay morning? Stay out of young people business. Your knees crack when you get up in the morning. You let that young person live her fucking life. When's the last time you had greens? <laughs> in fact, just call the doctor. When was the last time you had a physical? <laughs> you go make sure everything is still working in that old body. You got tennis elbow and don't even know. <laughs> Niggas, man. Worried about Marcy and Martin. Get your fucking shit together. I'm done. All right. That is going to wrap up the read. So, yeah, check us out at thisistheread.com. Follow us on social media for as long as social media is around because Twitter, this Twitter shit gets crazier day by day. It's not looking great, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we'll be hosting that live Twitter chat if Twitter still exists. On Monday. Mm. So y'all follow us there. Um, but yes. Oh, our merch over at shoptheread.com. And I am so excited to announce that I'm going outside. You can catch me at the Bell House on December 4th. Thanks to Heaven. She invited me to be a part of her her game show, Heaven Only Knows. Um, love Heaven. Miss her so much and very excited to be a part of this alongside Don Will and Roy Wood Jr. So check out. I'll post it. Yes. So funny. So talented. So um, I will have that posted on my Instagram and Twitter. So you can go get tickets uh, if you're around December 4th, the Bell House here in the city. I'll be there. So. All right. 
Any other news for you before we wrap up? Um, I'm grateful for to be here. <laughs> for to be here. I'm grateful for to be here. I feel you. <laughs> yep. Same. That's it. God is so big. <laughs> yeah, it's so large. Oh, all right. Take care of yourselves. We will see y'all next week. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.